Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast. I'm your host, James Cast. Today's December 10th, 2023, and this is episode 144. Today, we'll be counting down the top games of 2023. Now, a little history on this list. I decided that the best way to kind of go through this list without in putting too much subjectivity in was to just use one piece of empirical data that I had, and that is how often have I played the game? So these are not necessarily just games that were released in 2023. These are the top ones that made it to my tabletop in 2023. Overall, that list will include 623 gaming sessions. So it's a pretty good body of work to be able to decide. Um, I also was able to get 79 different games on the table this year. Now, of those 79, 16 of them are non-sport games that I will not really get into today. Um, But I will, as a start to it, go over my top three non-sport games as kind of an honorable mention. Now, before we get into the main topic, let's just take a look back at the week that was on the tabletop. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time on the recap of the from the tabletop, but let's go over a couple of things that I've been working on. And, you know, we, the calendar has turned to December. I am definitely trying to just wrap up a couple of projects Um, at this point now. It's just seeing how high I can get that project count by just seeing what is close to the finish line and worth trying to wrap up. But at the same time, also trying to move a couple of other projects forward that are going to be early finishers in 2024 and start to set up some of the other projects that I want to be working on as I go into 2024. So here goes. Here's the uh, breakdown for December. Uh, first project that I was able to wrap up was just a quick replay of Jacob deGrom's 2020 season with the New York Mets. Now, obviously, 2020 was the shortened season. deGrom missed a couple of starts due to injury, ended up with 12 starts total. Um, so I finished his replay and... He ended up going 7-2 with a 183 ERA and a 0.84 whip in my replay. 133 strikeouts in just over 100-plus innings. Um, I believe it – well, I don't even know if it was that high, but um, surpassed most of his numbers. I think pretty much surpassed all of those. And I had done that with Status Pro Baseball. Uh, really using the uh, utility within Digital Diamond Baseball to be able to play with the Status Pro card. So as part of the holiday sale, I had gotten Digital Diamond 11, which allows the Status Pro cards to be seen. Um, Played that one mostly digitally and just used like the boards and the charts as my kind of non-digital piece. But uh, something that I think I'll probably do in the future is play that, but I have my own uh, fast action cards available in front of me. Uh, so yeah, able to finish up that project. The second project that I was able to wrap up was my grid zone season two. It was Orlando who came out on top in the championship, ended up finishing six and one, and they scored the most points and gave up the fewest points as a team. So, uh, pretty impressive, 
uh, run there. So Orlando is the season two champions. Uh, I was able to also run my off-season activities, so my rosters are ready for season three next year. Continuing with the 2023 Legends Cup and Soccer Blast, it was Europe East taking on Europe West. And East took the win 2-1, to one, so they advanced to the second round of that tournament. Also tried two new games, uh, Hockey Blast Express and Lacrosse Blast Express. Hockey Blast Express, I did a three-game series with the all-time great Edmonton Oilers against the all-time great New York Rangers. Edmonton ended up winning that 2-1. Uh, two games to one. And then I also did uh, for Lacrosse Blast Express, took out the 1976 season, had Montreal in Boston for a two game set, and Boston swept both games. Played another new game, Payoff Pitch Softball. Uh, took two teams from the 2017 set uh, SUNY Albany and Fordham University. And Fordham won the game two to one. So that was uh, in an effort to get some more games on the table. Got that on there. Also finally put Myler, the Milers on the table. This is a game that is available from free for free on my website. Um, a game that I created. A simple kind of math game and uh, ran two races. Tried to have Roger Bannister and then Jim Ryan breaking the four-minute mile. Uh, Roger Bannister ended up running a 4.012 for me, and Jim Ryan ended up running a 3.571, so he was the one that broke the four-minute barrier. Also played a game by Bob Hansen called Footy, and I believe this is available for free in the uh, play games space. Um, but, you know, Footy is... Kind of like based on futsal, uh, indoor soccer game, and a uh, really fun game. Played that one. Had a blowout game. Uh, my visiting team beat the home team six to nothing, uh, and that has a mechanic where the game can get called early, basically to say like the team in the lead runs it out, and they did. They ran out the clock on that one. Um, and then started a new project with uh, the 1961 Continental League. So got a second series there, New York taking on Buffalo, and New York swept in three games. It's a best of five series that I'm playing for each, each of the series in this tournament that I'm running. So New York will advance to the next round, knocking off Buffalo in three games. Was there anything else in here? And kicked off another new project. So this is my next History Maker baseball project. What I'm recreating here is with the 1969 season, uh, I'm going to try to recreate the Mets kind of September push. Um, so played the first series of that. I put a little post about this project on my Facebook page. So if you want to find out kind of the details of it, go there. And the Mets ended up sweeping the Dodgers in their first series of September. So they're actually already a plus two on their schedule. Uh, and because they had actually dropped, um, they dropped two of three to the Dodgers in that one. So now they ended up sweeping. So they're a plus two on their season win total uh, already. So we'll see how the rest of the month plays out. And that is the recap from the tabletop uh, again kicking off december working on just like knocking out a couple of more projects i think i have one or two more that i'm hoping to get done this month and then into 2024 
And big shout out to everybody who's been um, visiting the Facebook page as well. Just want to thank everyone because this week we actually got to 300 followers on the Facebook page. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to follow the page or like the page, uh, go ahead and go do that. Um, but thanks to everybody who's been following the page up to 300 followers on the Facebook page. So that's really great. All right, let's get into today's main topic, the top games of 2023. All right, so again, just to recap, we're going to count down the top 63 games of 2023 based on how often they made it to my tabletop. Now, in the case of where there are ties, I am going to allow a little bit of subjectivity to rank. Like, for instance, ranking all the games that only got played once. Used a little bit of my subjectivity to put them in the order that I felt like I wanted to put them in. Uh, and then everything else, though, is based purely on just how often did they get to my table. A little bit of this is biased because, you know, obviously... If I plan a project around a game, it has a better chance of being on the table. But I also took that approach to say, like, if the better the game, the more likely I am to include it in a project. So we'll start off the list with a couple of honorable mentions. And I did want to include just a couple of quick games that were non-sports games. So here's my top three non-sports games for the year. And they're very similar to last year's. Uh, with one exception. So at number three, honorable mention, Planet Flipper, uh, still one of my top games. Actually got most of the sessions for that done at play.com when I was showcasing it to a lot of folks. Uh, so hopefully they all enjoyed playing it. I know at least a few really got into the game and some of the strategy that's involved. So Planet Flipper is number three on that non-sports game list. Number two is Aviatrix 37. Uh, again, influenced slightly by the fact that in a couple of the get-togethers, was able to play some, some Aviatrix with uh, Keith Avalon. Uh, so that's become kind of a tradition, and we had a lot of fun trying to survive our trip with Aviatrix. So I uh, got a couple sessions in that way with, with him, and that is a game that I do try to get on the table often. And then lastly... Uh, the number one game this year as far as a non-sports game, and it's a new game this year, and that's Scorecards. Uh, this is the Mike Fitzgerald creation that has been released by Play. Great card game, really designed for uh, two people, but you can play in small groups as well. This was another game that was very popular at Play.com, and I expect that it will always be out. Uh, and this is the game that if you had a chance to grab Draft Duel during the holiday sale, that this is the game that kind of Draft Duel is based on to a degree is Scorecards. So Scorecards is my top non-sports game for the year. All right, let's kick off the list. And the first part of this list is going to be pretty much the one and dones for me. And there's a total of 17 kind of one and dones on this list. And they might be one and dones for a lot of different reasons. Uh, in in some cases, in, you know, you'll hear like on this list, there's a few different game kind of games. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Some of these are sports theme games. I did include them in here, even if they're not 
really simulators or based on like kind of like generating real scores or standings or any of that kind of stuff, but sports theme games. Um, I've also created a couple of free. I've also included a few free games here. A couple that I've created because they did make it to my table uh, and some other free games that you can find in various places. Uh, so those anything that I played kind of made it out. So some of these are more like mini games than they are like true like game releases. And then there are some games that I just picked up recently, like in the past month or two. So you're going to hear some of those in here. And then finally, some games that I was shown by others that I don't even own, but because they got played this year, they're on my list. All right. And I'll try to indicate those as I go through this list a little bit. So let's start at number 63. And this game is one of the free ones that are available. And this is available from Play Games. It is History Maker Baseball Home Run Derby. Uh, I think this History Maker Home Run Derby, and I'm trying to look up right now who uh, kind of created it. But History Maker Home Run Derby is uh, just a simple game. It allows you to basically do exactly that. Run a home run derby. You're using three dice and... Uh, so I played that one time this year and had a lot of fun with it. So History Maker Home Run Derby makes it as my kind of first game here. And let me see if I can find who was the creator of that. I don't have it in front of me, but um, apologies to whoever is the creator of it. But you, I, it was available at one time through Play Games. And I think it was in one of their newsletters a couple years back. At number 62, it's another free game, and this is one of the ones that I created called The Milers. Uh, you just heard me talking about it. It's basically it's a game that's designed to see if you can break the four-minute barrier. Uh, it, again, available for free on my website. I've included a few of the runners that were really chasing the four-minute mile and and you can play with any of them the game needs a redesign and i've been kind of working on a redesign of it but for now it at least plays and i did want to i got one version a uh, couple of games played of it just to kind of make sure that i wasn't getting too far away as i'm redesigning it of what the the main concept of the game was so some of the games that i've created and there's two of them on this list um the times i'm playing them are really just to do some play testing and there are some other games on this list that you'll hear that have not yet been released that, again, it's because I got involved in playtesting and was able to do a little bit more sessions with those games. All right, at number 61, uh, it's a game from Sideline Strategy Games that I just picked up, and it's Basho Sumo. And this was available for free during the holiday sale. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to, you know, didn't check the website to see what the status is of it now. But basically, it's a very quick play game to allow you to do some sumo wrestling. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers that are included in the set. And, you know, sumo wrestling is a very quick sport to begin with uh, it only usually only takes like a few seconds up to a minute sometimes and it's really just a game of leverage in a sense right a wrestling match is who can get the leverage the quickest and this game does a really good job of kind of uh simulating that and so basho sumo got one play so far as i wanted to just make sure i got it on the table 
And we'll see if I do some more with that next year, and I probably will. At number 60, uh, the game from Downey Games, Player of the Game Golf. Now, this is like a lot of other Downey games. This is a pretty quick play game. It allows you to uh, play someone's round of golf very quickly, uh, generally using like just a basic score. Uh, And I replayed uh, a British Open. I think it was a British Open um, using uh, player of the game golf and the all time great set. Uh, That was what I had available. So, again, if you're looking for something to do quickly, some of these downy games are really good at, at at simulating that, and and player of the game golf is one of those that just allows you to see like how far can they stray from like their base score, with just a couple of things maybe potentially influencing their performance in that round. Number fifty nine, another one of the one plays, March Madness. This is the old Sports Illustrated game. And I ended up playing the basic version and trying to recreate the 1983 NCAA tournament. And my hope was that I could get NC State pretty far, but, you know, their run was so kind of crazy and miraculous that I wasn't able to get them more than a couple rounds in before they uh, ended up losing. So, um, but that was what I had done with March Madness, was trying to recreate that 1983 NCAA tournament. Uh, there is an advanced version of it that allows you to get more deep into like how each of the individual players are performing rather than just an overall team performance. Uh, so I didn't try that, but I did use the basic version in my, that replay. At number 58, it's a kind of an add-on for play games. And this is the History Maker Baseball trading card package. Uh, this is the set of cards that you can use and actually play with real baseball cards. And it just allows you to do a quick rating of players. So I did that. I opened up some wax packs from 1988 tops and created two rosters and played a quick game with the trading card package. Uh, The trading card package is also really good. If you're ever doing a kind of as played replay and you don't have all those fringe players, these charts can come in really handy to just quickly just look up somebody's stats while you're playing. And if it's a fringe player, just figure out like what quality they might have. Do they have the quality that you need in that particular spot? Um, so the trading card package is a really good utility. Uh, I treat it as almost a separate game because really the way I played with it with the baseball cards really was different than what I would normally do for History Maker Baseball. And I came in at number 58. At number 57, it is one of the first games on, it's the first game on the list that I actually do not own, and that is uh, ASG's Thoroughbred Racing Game. Had a lot of fun playing this uh, with John Wise and at his house, and what made it really great was he kind of printed out the, the board into a table size, full table size, like kitchen table size board for us to be able to actually move the horses around on the track. Um, Really, you know, well-designed game. The ASG Thoroughbred Racing, I think, did a really good job of kind of simulating that. This is one of those games where you've actually got to move the horses around the track, um, and they're going to earn a certain number of spaces for each of the turns. Uh, So uh, I think, you know, for, for the one race that we ran, and that's all we did was one race with about 
eight horses and I, you know, the results felt pretty close to like what I would have expected. Um, so yeah, ASG thoroughbred racing game comes in at number 57 at number 56, another new one from sideline strategy games that I just picked up and only played one ver- uh, one game of it so far. And you just heard about it in the tabletop recap. That's payoff pitch softball. There's a couple of seasons available for this, or at least were available during the holiday sale. Uh, you can check out sideline strategy games to see if they've c- continued to offer this. But payoff pitch softball. Now, I haven't actually played payoff pitch yet. It's a game that I did pick up during the holiday sale. So this was really my first introduction to, I think, the mechanics of payoff pitch. Uh, where you kind of figure out like this, you know, what the pitcher, the pitcher helps dictate the situational at bat. And then the batter is going to help determine what the outcome is. Uh, With the softball, they also had an interesting mechanic that allows you to determine if they're going to try a sacrifice bunt or not. So uh, payoff pitch softball got one game in. And that's a brand new one, so you know, didn't have a chance to get it on the table more. I could see this having an opportunity for that, though. And it checks in at number 56. Next, at number 55, it's another one from Downey Games, and it's Ultra Quick Wrestling. Uh, this is actually one of my more favorite Downey Games, and, and maybe it's just because, uh, you know, with wrestling games, I can suspend kind of reality a little bit easier. I'm, I'm more open to the way some of these wrestling games work. And there's a few of them on the list because I think they all do some different things well, which is probably true for a lot of the games that are out there. Um, but Ultra Quick West Wrestling, I think what really will get it a chance for me to get it back on the table is just that it has specifically, I have the set for the TV wars, you know, that in the 90s, kind of like the whole Attitude Era. It's got all those wrestlers, and not a lot of games do have that yet. Um, so it does a really good job of doing some of the pre-match, post-match events so that you can get some of the storylines built. And I had a lot of fun just, you know, running through a card with Ultra Quick Wrestling. So that came in at number 55, again, from Downey. Uh, at number 54, it's Red, White, and Blue Turbo from play games. This is uh, the first of like kind of the sports themed games. This really has nothing to do with red, white, and blue racing. This is other than maybe the fact that you're using some drivers and some of the qualities from the game. But this is really a card game, um, kind of like a trick taking game in a sense. And uh, based on another game that uh, is in design right now. And they decided to release this version first because I think it had some, they figured out a way to tie it back to red, white, and blue. Uh, You do need at least two people to play it, which is one of the reasons it's low on my list. A lot of the games that are cooperative games tend to stay lower on the list because I don't play them as often. Uh, But red, white, and blue turbo did get a chance to play that at least one time this year. And that one checks in here at number 54. And again, that's from play. At number 53, it's another game that I got fairly recently. And we actually got a chance to interview Grant Fines and talk 49 Quick Decks Football. 
so far I've only played really one full game of it. Uh, I played a number of like shorter versions of it, just trying to get a feel for the game before we did the interview. But really, it's only been the one full game so far. Uh, I have another game that I want to get going pretty soon, which will be the recreating the 19. Uh, I think it's the well, it's really the 84 Super Bowl, but from the 83 season between the Raiders and the Redskins. So hoping to get that game on soon. But right now it's just had the one game that I was able to play and uh, really good with the fast action cards. Uh, once I once I think if you from and I've heard this from others, too, once you get a chance to play it a few times, I think the rhythm of this game will allow you to play a full football game fairly quickly. But, you know, full football games and full basketball games are things that I don't usually make a lot of time for. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons that this one's only been on the table the one time so far. But um, I did enjoy, like, its ability to re- kind of recreate, like, a real football game. So at number 53, brand new game <clears throat> from 49 Sports Games, and that's 49 Quick Decks Football. All right, at number 52, another new game in my collection and pretty new to the marketplace, uh, Hockey Blast Express from Play Games. Again, another one that I've just gotten on the table. You just heard about it in the tabletop recap. Uh, played a quick series, Edmonton and the Rangers. Uh, just really to get it on the table, get a feel for it. Uh, this is certainly a game that will probably get more play in 2024, but uh, and probably has a good chance of even getting some more play in 2023 for me, but hockey blast express checks in here at number 52, brand new game from play games at number 51. It's one of my old favorites and I was only able to get it on the table the one time that's superstar baseball. This is an old uh, sports illustrated game as well. And superstar baseball has some really, it has a really unique, gaming mechanic there i love the pitcher interaction with the hitter in this game uh it's just it's a you know for the for the baseball games i've only got well like an all-time great set and you know it is what it is as far as a baseball game i don't think it will ever get a lot of projects for me but uh superstar baseball is one of the ones that i just it was one. It was one of the early games for me, and always f- kind of finds a way to get on the table from time to time. But this year, only one time. But Superstar Baseball will check in here at number fifty-one. At number fifty, it's another new one from Play Games, Lacrosse Blast Express, and this was just released as part of the holiday sale. Uh, again, just got it on the table the one time. You just heard about it in that tabletop recap. Uh, I definitely will be kind of working a project around Lacrosse Blast Express in 2024 and might get it on the table a little bit more this year, but it got its one play and it is on this list. Now, number 49, it's Status Pro Basketball. Uh, Played one game of this, replaying... I think it was game five of the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals between the Knicks and the Bulls. Uh, it was the game that really had the Knicks won, and I think they won on my tabletop, but had the Knicks won that game, they may have had a shot to knock off the Bulls that year, and maybe not. I don't know. Um, but that was that was kind of a pivotal game. 
Uh, Stats Pro Basketball is a really good game. It just takes a really long time to play it, and and that's the biggest reason it doesn't get more playing time on my tabletop is just uh, the length of time it takes to play a game. So, um, but it's a really solid full play basketball game. At number forty eight, another fairly new game, uh, Matchup Football, and this is uh, the game created by St. Patrick. Uh, was able to play the 2022 Michigan versus Ohio State at Michigan. And, you know, really like the mechanics here. Uh, I actually am planning on teeing up another game of this. I'm going to replay the 1963 Army-Navy game. And ST was nice enough to kind of go back and create the 1963 Army team for me so I could play that game out. I'm hoping to do that maybe this week, maybe even today. But matchup football, uh, so far only one play, but this is definitely one that I think I'll get on more. I uh, love the fact that it's really designed more with the college game in mind as well. So matchup football checks in at number 48. At number 47, it's another game that I do not own, and it's a sports theme game, and it's called Long Shot. I had a chance to play this with Al Wilson at Play.com. Uh, it's a horse racing game. You have a chance to really do some interesting things in terms of like betting. And really the idea is to try to get your horse across the finish line. Um, has some really fun, just kind of strategic elements to it. Uh, so if you ever have a chance, a long shot, really good kind of like family game, uh, cooperative game, and, and, and a chance to just try like a horse racing game without it being really a... Uh, a simulator in a sense. All right. So sports theme game, long shot checks in at number 47. And that completes our one and dones. So we're through the first part of this. Now we're going to get to games that at least had a couple of plays on my tabletop. And we'll start with legends of wrestling. Uh, this is the game from Phil Singer games. Uh, picked this up in a trade with Derek Jones. We kind of traded games, and he sent me Legends of Wrestling, and I've enjoyed it. It's uh, it's got some interesting mechanic for the for how it runs matches. So, haven't really done like a full card with it or anything. Just kind of running like individual matches uh, with some of the wrestlers that I have. Um, but R Legends of Wrestling checks in here at number forty six. At number 45, it's an old Avalon Hill slash Sports Illustrated game, Regatta. Um, Regatta is the game of sailboat racing. Plays really well cooperatively. Had a chance to show it a little bit at Play.com and had, you know, played one other event with it on my tabletop. It's one of those games that it's not really, it has some strategy elements to it, but it's much more of, uh, it's not really a simulator in a sense. But it makes for just a fun game from time to time to play. I, you can play it solo because you can kind of like independently run the ships. Um, it's definitely a game that I would let you know. Sailing is another sport that I think there's kind of a need for an updated version of sailing. And it doesn't exist yet, but maybe in the near future something will be on the horizon. So Regatta checks in at number 45. At number 44, Lacrosse Blast. We had the Express version earlier. Here's the full version from Play Games. 
uh, had done a couple of sessions. I, I forget which one of them was, but one of them was definitely replaying the 2013 NCAA final between Duke and Syracuse. That was a game that I had done recently as part of my historical replays for this year. Uh, so lacrosse blast, uh, not really on the market anymore, uh, but it comes back during the holiday sales each year for play. So they kind of bring it back just for the holiday sales. And uh, but lacrosse blast is a fun game. I think I'll probably be playing lacrosse blast express more often because again, not a game that I really care too much about the stats. Um, but you know, while I played like the full lacrosse version when I played um, the 2013 NCAA final. This game is really designed to be more like box lacrosse, like indoor lacrosse. So it checks in at number 44. Uh, at number 43, Demo Derby Smashdown, another one from play uh, where you are running a demolition derby. I'm kind of surprised I only got it on twice this year. Uh, I do enjoy this game a lot. Just didn't find a time to get on the tabletop a lot. Uh, most memorable one though, was again, playing this at play.com with a big group. I could definitely see how this is a fun group game to play. Uh, ended up winning the Derby at, uh, play.com. I think I won it. I think I did. Uh, memory's fading me a little bit. Uh, but we had a blast just playing this game at, at play.com and it is a really fun game. So demo Derby smashed down only two plays this year, but. Uh, one that I would, wouldn't be surprised if it got more playtime next year. At number 42, and now I no longer own this game. I did own it for a little bit this year. Uh, Small Ball. And this is by Matt McKeever, who's one of the creators of uh, Pocket Pennant Run. He created a business card size game where you can recreate uh, baseball, but it has a little bit of a twist to it because there's some risk reward there where you have to decide at a certain point if you're going to finish the inning or bank some runs. And if you don't bank your runs and go for finishing the inning, you have a chance of you know losing those runs if you get your third out. So really interesting little game. Plays on a business card. I think he's made this now more available on their website. Um, but small ball, and I, I gave it away to somebody who I thought might enjoy it a little bit more and it might be one that I pick up again because it's a perfect game to bring traveling because it's the size of a business card. Speaking of pocket pennant run, they check in at number 41 on my list. Again, baseball games here. Um, the most memorable one I did with pocket pennant run was recreating the first ever World Series game from 1903? Yeah, from 1903. So got a chance to, you know, print out the cards for that. You can print out almost every season with their utility that they have. Um, and they just released their newest version. So the, the two version, two games that I played was version two of Pocket Pennant Run. Haven't really tried the new one yet, um, but Pocket Pennant Run is checking in here at number 41. And then at number 40, uh, we talked about this a little bit in the tabletop recap as well. Uh, this is a game that I don't know if it's really out there yet. I'm just trying to find again. Let me see if I see it here in the miscellaneous stuff here for play. Yeah, not sure if it's been out or not, but footy. 
is a game that Bob Hansen created. I don't think he's really made it available. Um, he, I think he's it's out there somewhere. Um, but footy is a really fun game designed to recreate indoor soccer, a game called futsal. And I've got a chance to play that a couple times this year. So uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. I could see doing a smaller project with footy in the future. It plays fairly quickly. So hopefully Bob will uh, think about making it more available to folks. And that checks in here for me at number 40. At number 39 is another game that is not, it's, it's a free game. It is, this one I can guarantee is available in the free stuff on the play site. And it's an Al Wilson created game called D6 Pro Football Dynasty. This is a roll and write game where you're going to uh, try to simulate the career of a football head coach. And you're basically rolling the die each season to see how your team performed. Uh, it has a little bit of an off-season segment to it. So it's a really interesting game. Um, and, and you have to use a little bit of strategy in it too, So as you typically do in a roll and write. So D6 Pro Football Dynasty, you can go check that out on the plays site's free stuff. And a fun little game by Al Wilson. I like playing it every now and again, too. So, All right, at number 38, again, a game that I had plans to get a little bit further with this year. Didn't really get it on the table as much as I want. Um, probably will. I have a, plan, a couple sessions of this plan for the rest of this year. And then it's going to be one of the projects I deliver in 2024. Decathlon, old Sports Illustrated game. Um, I'm an old track and field guy, so I do really enjoy the games that are focused on track and field. Decathlon does a really nice job of capturing that. And it's like Superstar Baseball based on the old uh, Sports Illustrated die that they had where you have the one black die to determine the tens digit, and that's either one, two, or three. And then the two white die that help you determine the ones digit, uh, zero through nine. So uh, Decathlon checks in here at number 38. At number 37, it's another new game from play. This is Draft Duel. I've had a chance to get it on the table a couple of times. Uh, definitely have plans to do this a little bit more. I think this is a game that will certainly get more play time for me in 2024. Sports theme game uh, where you're trying to basically play fantasy football. And it's this is the one that we talked about is based on scorecards, has a lot of the same elements to it. Uh, but I think this will be very popular uh, game for sports fans because uh, it allows you to play with football players and you're trying to just score like fantasy points in a sense. Uh, but Draft Duel, and I think it was a huge hit at the holiday sale. So um, enough that they made it available for a short amount of time. So you can still pick this up from play over a short amount of time here, probably for the rest of this year, and then we'll see what they do with it after that. And the final game in our list of games that got at least two plays this year, it is Second Season by Play Games. Now, again, this is another one. A little surprised I didn't get this on the table more. Um, I kept going away from the one project that I had planned to do, which was the 1994 Barry Sanders replay. 
So I got a couple of games of that in, but it's really a game that I need to think about getting back on the table. And I'm starting to make plans to bring it back to the table in 2024. It's a really good full play football game. It's, as I said earlier, though, full play football games, full play basketball games are not things that I find that are gonna I'm going to have a lot of time for on my tabletop. But if there is one, this is probably the one that is the go to for me uh, for pro football. And that checks in at number 36. All right, now we'll move into the shorter list of games that got played at least three times. And number 35, it is 1890s Fight Club. Uh, Believe it or not, another play games. This one is no longer in print. Uh, Didn't even make an appearance, I don't think, at the holiday sale. Uh, 1890s Fight Club allows you to kind of replay old style fighting. And it's a quick play. It's just a couple of roles usually to determine the outcome of the fight. Doesn't really have a lot of other storyline elements to it. So a uh, pretty simple game from that standpoint. But 1890s Fight Club checks in at number 35. At number 34, and there's been a few of these released, but this is the only one that I've actually played. Uh, But Play came out with a set of business card-sized games as well. We talked about Small Ball by uh, Matt McKeever. Well, Play has also done some business card-sized games. The one that I find the most enjoyable is Bull Ride Hero. So Bull Ride Hero uh, allows you to kind of do that risk-reward thing where you're trying to determine, like, you know, can I stay on the bull for the eight seconds? And... Uh, there are, like I said, some strategy elements involved there, but Bull Ride Hero will check in here at number 34. It's another one of those games that for me, like, I'm like, what do I want to do right now? Like, sometimes I'll just, if I remember that one, I'm like, yeah, let me pull that out because I can knock that out in a couple of minutes and just have like a little fun just having something to do for a few minutes. At number 33, it's Top of the Stretch. Had a couple of different horse racing games that made it to the table this year. Top of the Stretch does a nice job of recreating horse racing. Um, It has a couple of different ratings that horses utilize. But what one of the things about Top of the Stretch is that we have some a lot of math that's kind of involved there to try to figure out, like, where exactly is the horse on the track? Um, so what top of the stretch does nicely is it kind of gives you a feel for how the horses are performing, but really it's designed to give you kind of like that quick outcome. So you're setting everything up for the end of the race, uh, and seeing like what factors are going to impact where a horse finishes at the end of the race. So it has two versions. It has your basic and advanced. The basic doesn't really give you as much of a feel for how the races, um, happening during the course of the race but they both give you that whole outcome based on let's see what factors played into the total time here so top of the stretch uh checks in at number 33. and number 32 it's another horse racing game and this is the one by eric simon this has been available i think you could purchase the books on lulu uh which is the same site that um S.T. Patrick uses for some of his uh, books. 
Off the Board Horse Racing is a game by Eric Simon. And again, this does a really nice job of uh, using basic horse ratings to determine like what the end results will be for a race. And it's there's a lot of dice rolling involved in it, but it does allow you to kind of simulate a race and get a feel for who's leading at different points in the race. So uh, Off the Board Horse Racing by Eric Simon. We'll check in at number 32. At number 31, it's another game from Play. This is on the Play Now side. It's uh, Let's Play High Lie. And uh, High Lie was kind of, it has some early elements that show up in their new tennis game. Uh, there's a lot of dice rolling to kind of determine like the outcomes uh, for High Lie. One of the things I really like about High Lie, though, is it, in, it includes some AI betters. And I have a lot of fun just seeing like, how are they performing at the track? So I kind of run the uh, the uh, games at the front on to get an idea for how those have finished. But it's really just to see like, okay, let's see how the AI betters did. So I have a lot of fun with it from that standpoint. But highlight, uh, let's play highlight. We'll check in at number 31. At number 30, it's another wrestling game. Um, and this one is superstar pro wrestling uh this is the card version there's also we talked a little bit about in the interview with uh, don bachowski about the digital version of this which is pro wrestling superstar uh just a little play on the name because it plays a little differently but for the most part it's the same game as superstar pro wrestling um one of the things i really love about superstar pro wrestling is that it does bring defense into a wrestling match even a pro wrestling match doesn't do a lot in terms of the storyline development, but allows you to really think about what that might look like as you try to set up different matches. So Superstar Pro Wrestling checks in at number 30. At number 29, it's a game, again, some of these surprise me when I go through this list and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't get this on the table more. Fury Football checking in at number 29. Shocked that I only got this on the table three times. Uh, this is a game that's pretty easy to get like through a game fairly quickly. Uh, worth running some smaller projects with. I think I need to do a better job of thinking about the Fury games as like uh, potentials for like showcase events. And that's something I'll be thinking about as I plan for 2024. But Fury Football checks in at number 29. And this is another one of the Play Now games from Play Games. And... It almost seems fitting at number 28, Fury Hardball will check in here. Same storyline. Can't believe Fury Hardball wasn't on my table more. Uh, this is usually one that gets a little bit more play on my table. I think it's one of the games that kind of got sacrificed a little bit with me trying to get as many games as I did on the table this year. Want to definitely make some plans to get Fury Hardball on the table a little bit more in 2024, but... Here, it checks in as the final game with three plays at number 28. All right, now we move into number 27, and these next three games all had four plays for the year. And the first of those at number 27 is Bolarama from Play Games. Uh, yep, you can hear it. I've got a lot of play games in my library. No surprise there. They also happen to have a pretty extensive library that very few game companies do, and they cover a wide range of sports. So they're 
obviously going to have a lot of opportunities to be on this list. Bolarama uh, does a pretty decent job of recreating bowling. Uh, I think the project that I did this year was setting up a fictional bowling league, kind of like husband-wife teams that competed against each other. So had a lot of fun with that and uh, got four sessions of it in. So that checks in at number 27, Bolarama. And then at number 26, this is another free game. This one available from Play Games and uh, creation of Keith Avalon. It's called Global Gladiator Games. He actually based this off of Sports Illustrated's decathlon game and then came up with kind of like this fictional idea about scoring points based on different abilities. Uh, I think it plays really well. I think it's a really interesting game engine as well where the event calls for certain qualities and then you're going to check to see if your um, athlete has those qualities and sometimes they can have double or triple quality scores too so global gladiator games is a really fun quick play game uh, that you can get and you can get it for free so if you're looking for free games this is a good one to go after and then finally on this list roller rumble another one of the play now games uh, this was one of the original play games. Kind of went out of, uh, they repackaged it as a play now game. Uh, but this does the job of creating roller derby, uh, which was hugely popular from my understanding. Um, kind of like one of the big TV sports, like on Saturdays or Sundays, you know, people were watching a lot of roller derby, which, you know, I don't remember doing as a, as a kid, obviously. Uh, probably the wrong generation for it. But I really like the game. Uh, it has an interesting engine. It feels a lot like Face to the Mat, which we'll be talking about a little later, um, in that you're trying to kind of work your way up to score points. There's some really fun mechanics in here. Not a game that I think I'll do any projects around necessarily, but uh, it's a great showcase event because it's, it's fun to just get on the table for a couple of quick events and then kind of put it back on the shelf. So, uh, But Roller Rumble makes my top 25 at number 25. All right, uh, let's see. Let's take a quick break here as we are a little bit more than halfway through the list. And we'll get into part three of this list in just a bit as we move into the top 25. All right, moving into the next part of this list, then we're going to go at number 24 now. And these next few games all got five plays on the year. And at number 24, it's Season Ticket Baseball. Uh, downloaded this game, mostly was hearing some good things about it, wanted to give it a shot and see what it was playing like. Uh, there's an ability to download the 1986 World Series teams. That's what I did. I kind of ran a World Series for 1986. Uh, Boston Red Sox ended up winning in five games. And so season ticket baseball will check in here at number 24. At number 23, it is going to be the Fury Stakes. Uh, haven't yet released this, although I will say... I think I'm close. I think I'm close to releasing the Fury Stakes, at least the first version of it. 
I'll need to do a little bit more tweaking and add just a couple more elements to this. But uh, obviously, as I said with the Milers, this game gets on the table mostly because I'm doing some playtesting. And I need to do more playtesting. But what I included here was times where I actually showed it to other folks, too. So um, and then most of these happened at Play.com, where I had a chance to kind of show people the Fury Stakes spent a couple hours at the play.com just showcasing the game to folks who were interested in watching and, you know, seeing their interaction with it certainly helped me think about some ideas for the game. Just haven't really had a chance to do a lot in terms of the game design for it, but been working on it more recently and hoping that I'll be close to getting something out there soon. So the Fury Stakes checks in at number 23. Number 22, it's Cold Snap Express. Um, pretty much my first introduction to Canadian football. And I tried to do a replay of the, I think it was the 1982 Edmonton Eskimos. They went on just an incredible run to win the Grey Cup. Uh, I wasn't able to recreate that at all. I had a lot of difficulty getting them to win some games. And they actually didn't even make the playoffs with my replay. So... Um, so it only ended up going to five games. I think I had planned on doing at least a couple more with the playoffs and it didn't happen. So, but cold snap express by play games. Um, and if you've played second season express, it plays very similar to that. Other than the fact that Canadian football has a couple of different rules. So, uh, cold snap express at number 22. At number 21, another sports theme game, and that's Baseball Highlights Dice. Uh, this is another Mike Fitzgerald creation. He's actually got a couple of things around Baseball Highlights. This is not the card version. That's uh, Baseball Highlights 2045, I believe. This is more of a dice game, uh, roll and write kind of a game as well. I also just picked up Football Highlights Dice. Haven't had a chance to play that. That'll probably be a post-Christmas game that I will play and add to my list for this year. But uh, Baseball Highlights Dice, fun game. Plays very quickly. Um, great solo game, too. Uh, and as I said during the holiday sales, uh, he's actually even gotten out uh, basketball highlights out, and that's called Crunch Time. So that's another one that I'll be looking to pick up in the near future. So that's number 21 and number 20 as we start the top 20 and the final game with five plays heroes and heels dodgeball world tour by play games. This is one of their play now games. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing with the movie teams uh, from the dodgeball movie and seeing if I could get, you know, even though I think they have a slightly different name, but seeing if I can get average Joes to win the entire tournament. And I think um, I forget how it ended up, but that was a lot of fun. And it does a really nice job of like creating some storylines. If you're running just like a small like tournament or just small season, uh, dodgeball can really do a nice job of that. So heroes and heels dodgeball checked in at number 20 for me. And now we move into our top 20. And these next two games each had six plays. And the first one is Dice United by Stone Mountain Press. Uh, Dice United, I actually created, uh, I did the Dice United Cup and created fictional teams this year and had a lot of fun just playing, you know, like a quick little tournament. Uh, 
it's really easy to create teams, especially if you like what I did was kept it at a really high level. Didn't worry about creating a bunch of individuals for the teams. Just wanted to get like their overall team rating so that I could run a tournament. So I wasn't going to keep track of goal scoring or anything like that. Um, at the holiday sale, just picked up a new set for Dice United. So I'll probably try to get that in as a project next year. But Dice United checks in at number 19. And then at number 18, uh, you just heard about it earlier in the show for the tabletop recap status pro baseball one of my all-time favorites the game that kind of introduced me to this hobby still enjoy it a lot i think in terms of recreating baseball seasons this one does a really nice job of doing that um it has a few things that i think i would you know and and there's been a lot of like advancements made you know there's status pro advanced out there and a couple of different people like creating versions of that uh, as uh, we talked about in my interview with Paul Salzgaber earlier this year, uh, we were both in a league uh, called Gaffle, where they, we had, uh, you know, the person who did that, um, Ty Waterman, had created a kind of version of the game as well that I think, think did a really nice job of adding some interesting elements to Status Pro Baseball. But I was playing the base base game, and... Um, I think it still has a lot of merit as a, as a baseball replay game. And that checks in here at number 18, one of the old Sports Illustrated games, clearly. <clears throat> All right. At number 17, with eight plays for the year, is The Squared Circle by S.T. Patrick. Uh, I've got a few different books. Uh, majority of what I did this year was based on one of the newer books, from uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. This was the Texas um, the Texas Territory uh, that featured the Von Erichs. And interestingly enough, uh, they've got a movie coming out really soon uh, based on the Von Erichs family uh, that if you're a wrestling fan, hopefully you'll be going to check out. I'm certainly planning on checking it out. Uh, but the squared circle, you know, one of the best in terms of recreating a wrestling match, especially if you're looking at doing historical wrestling, uh, doesn't do a lot in terms of that extra story elements of like pre-match, post-match, those kinds of things, but allows you the freedom to kind of do that on your own and be your own kind of storyteller for that and then set up the matches that you want. So the squared circle checking in here at number 17 and, and, ST's done a really good job, too, of doing a lot of the different signature matches that you can do, specialty matches. So you have an opportunity to do that for each of the different territories as well. At number 16, a game that was mostly new this year, and certainly the printed version is new this year, although I'm still working off of the one that I got in part of the holiday sale last year, 2022. And with 10 plays, Let's Play Tennis by Play Games. Um, I think if you're looking for a tennis game, this is the one. It, it does a really nice job. And the, most recently when I played it with some of the all-time great men, I used the fact deck that you can get that Al Wilson created. And that brings a lot to the game because it just speeds it up, cuts down on all the dice rolling that you have to do. Because it is a game that involves a lot of dice rolling otherwise. So the fact deck helps a lot by just taking away all that dice rolling. And 
yeah, have, I think this is kind of the the game out there in terms of tennis right now. I have a lot of fun with it. I could definitely see this being in rotation, certainly for some smaller um, tournaments or doing some like showcase events, whatever it might be. So let's play tennis checking in at number 16. At number 15, again, probably one that surprises me that's not a little higher on this list, and that's Second Season Express. Um, When I played it, it was mostly to play some of the fictional college. I think it's called the, uh, I have to look it up now, but the um, bowl series that they had created from play. And I had a lot of fun with this, playing that fictional um the fictional college thing. What is it called? The bold binge. That's what it was. Uh, so this was a lot of fun to play. And that's a really fun set too. If you're looking for something fictional, but with a college spin on it, uh, second season express does a really nice job of giving you a feel for a football game. So a little surprised that it didn't go a little higher on my list here. Um, but mostly I think that's because there's another football game that kind of dominates my table when it comes to football and that'll be coming up soon. It had 11 plays for the year, second season express. And so did another play game that I had soccer blast. Uh, I think soccer blast is an excellent game at recreating a full soccer game. I've been having a lot of fun playing with the legends set or the, you know, international legends, uh, so I'll be continuing my 2023 Legends Cup into next year. But this should get at least a couple more plays this year. If not, you know, yeah, probably one or two more. Um, but certainly one of the first projects that I hoping to, I'm hoping i be hoping to wrap up in 2024. So Soccer Blast by Play Games checks in at number 14 with 11 plays. At number 13, we've got another one from Stone Mountain Press, and I intentionally broke these up because I think they play very differently, even though you need one of the games to play here, and that's the Legends of Boxing career campaign. So I've done the career campaign separately from the main game, uh, even though you need the main game to play with the career campaign. But the whole idea of the career campaign was designed so well by Gary Brown, uh, and I love recreating my own fighter. It, it has that Dungeons and Dragons feel of like you know an RPG of creating your character and then seeing how they develop over time, and then you get to actually play Legends of Boxing too. Uh, and your opponent's creation is a very easy process. Uh, I think it does a nice job of like development and aging. So fantastic game. Uh, so it checks in here at number 16 uh, with, I'm sorry, it checks in at number 13 with 16 plays for the year when I did my um, recreation for this year. It was one of my quarterly projects. Another quarterly project, also from Stone Mountain Press, will check in at number 12, and that's Grid Zone. Uh, so Grid Zone, I probably won't get it much more on the table each year, but I think it's going to be a mainstay because I think this American Grid Zone League is something I'm just going to maintain for a while. And we'll just find some time each year to kind of play out that American Grid Zone League. But AGL, Grid Zone, the Turf War version, awesome game. 
and have a lot of fun with it. And it checks in at number 12, 16 total plays for the year. At number 11, with 20 total plays, it's Face to the Mat by Play Games. Uh, Face to the Mat plays really quickly. It's fictional. It's going to, you know, you could have real wrestlers if you assign certain qualities to them. It doesn't really offer that. What you do, I will be playing mostly with the fictional set. Had a lot of fun playing with the Wrestling America Federation. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get back again and probably finish up in the early part of this year, uh, 2024, the Heroes of Wrestling project that I started with wrestlers that my brother created. So that's one that will always have a space on my table as well. Um, just love being able to kind of play with the storylines that are driven through Face to the Mat. And it checks in here at number 11 with 20 total plays. And that brings us to our top 10. And let's start the top 10 with uh, a game that has 21 total plays. We'll probably get a couple more before the year is out as I'm trying to wrap up my project. Red, White, and Blue Racing by Play Games. Um, you know, best racing game out there. Probably one of the just best games just because, again, as I've said before, the fact that it has me interested in NASCAR says a lot. So not really a big NASCAR fan otherwise, but I have had a lot of fun playing, like going back in time each decade and playing with the decade all-stars uh, right now, playing with the 1980s stars and just about done with that project. Just have a couple more races that I'm hoping to finish before the end of this year. So red, white, and blue racing by play games checks in at number 10. At number nine, this one's a little bit of a surprise because this has yet to be released, but I've had a chance to do some playtesting for it. Uh, it should be out within a week. So Fast Inning Baseball is the newest game by Al Wilson. It's going to check in here at number nine for me, and I have had a lot of fun playing with this. Um, it is a fantastic express game when it comes to playing baseball. And playing with historical teams. I think it does a really nice job of balancing just how good is this team, but also getting a little bit of feel for what individuals are contributing to the game. So um, if you've had a chance, he's starting to put the videos out. You should be able to go see what this game looks like. Check those out. Be ready to download it. Whatever donations he's looking for, give them because it's worth it. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with fast inning baseball. Uh, the newest game from Al Wilson. That had 22 total plays. So did this next game and then the one after this. But the next one is going to be at number eight from Stone Mountain Press. It is Stone Cold Hockey. And with Stone Cold Hockey this year, I played with the Central Cities League uh, just to try the fictional aspect of it. Really enjoyed it and was thinking I was going to build a project around a fictional setting for Stone Cold Hockey in 2024. But instead, they had the 1993-94 NHL season available. So I picked that up, and that's going to be a project I do in 2024. So this may even get more plays in 2024 than it did this year. Uh, but I really enjoy Stone Cold Hockey. I, had, I think it has some really interesting elements to it and, and had a lot of fun playing with that. And it checks in here at number eight. 
And at number seven, it's another one from Stone Mountain Press, and it's Legends of Boxing. Now, when I ranked it here, it was based on me just playing purely with the his- historical boxers in kind of my fictional King of the Mountain universe where I've got the title holders just having random title fights. Uh, so Legends of Boxing, you know, like I said, I probably could have pushed this one up higher on the list. It probably deserves to be higher on the list, but I really wanted to separate Legends of Boxing and the Career Campaign Guide because I really do think that they are two different games, even though to play the Career Campaign Guide, you need to play Legends of Boxing. But this is strictly based on playing with some historical boxers, and it's a fantastic boxing game. And it checks in here at number seven. At number six, with 23 total plays, it's History Maker Baseball Express. Uh, History Maker Baseball Express does another, it's another one that does a nice job of replaying with what you can do in a baseball game. Uh, and as, as it goes with all of the Express games that are offered by play, the advantages to their Express games is you use the same cards that you use in their full play game. So if you're into playing the full play game and want to supplement it, their Express games work out really well. So that's probably the biggest selling point for them is that you can just go back and forth with them a little bit. And you could play some quick play with the Express and then you could play a full game. Um, for me, it's not as valuable playing History Maker Baseball Express because it doesn't take me that long to play the full version so i tend to go towards the full version more often than not but i've been having a lot of fun as i started playing with the 1961 continental league and i could see doing some fictional stuff with history maker baseball express so i i have a feeling i'm going to do some more around fictional with it in 2024. Now we get to our top five, and we're going to start with another game from Play Games. Um, and that is, at tw- with 27 total plays, it's History Maker Golf. Now I got this on the table a lot in the first part of the year, and it hasn't been to the table in a long time. And that's kind of a surprise to me. Uh, other than doing some of the, the events that Paul Salzgaber does, and thankfully he does because those play tours that he does and the play invitational gets me to get this game back on the table a few more times. You know, we play it during play.com. This is just a fantastic game. <coughs> so I really enjoy History Maker Golf. Just haven't had a chance to get it on the table as much as I would like. Uh, But it did still check in at number five with 27 total plays. At number four, it's Hockey Blast by Play Games, and it had 28 total plays for the year. Um, I was getting a chance to replay, I think it was the 2020-21 New York Rangers season. Kind of did like a fictional season wasn't playing their actual schedule but played played a season using that team and you know it's a great game this is definitely one that i'll always have a project centered around i really enjoy the full play game i have to see how much i want to play the express game in conjunction with it though um so that's going to be interesting to watch i could definitely see doing a little bit with both of them but 
as it is with most of the express games, if you want to get a feel for stats, the full play game is where you're going to want to go. And I don't find that Hockey Blast is a very long game to play necessarily, so I will probably still get the full game on the table quite a bit. But it is nice to have the express game too. So Hockey Blast, the full game, checks in at number four with 28 total plays. At number three with 29 total plays and one that has I've got plans for, we'll probably get a lot more plays next year, Highlight Maker Hoops. Uh, right now I'm replaying the 85-86 NBA season, kind of playing like the one game from each day of the season. Uh, earlier this year I did the um, I did my Hoops Madness tournament where I was using four or five different seasons and just playing short, like, single elimination games with each of the teams. Uh, so that was where most of the play came from. And you can get a couple of games in on each, like, gaming session. So while it's 29 gaming sessions, I probably probably play at least two games with each of those sessions. Uh, but Highlight Maker Hoops checks in here at number three. At number two... It's the football game that goes on my table the most often uh, and had a lot of fun with the 1986 NFL Rumble. And that's Fast Drive Football uh, by Al Wilson. Uh, Fast Drive Football hits the perfect spot for me when it comes to football. I'm not as key on having like the individual performances for football. That's not as important to me. So getting a feel for how a team is performing and a drive-by-drive -drive feel of the game works perfectly for me. And, um, and I think it's just a really great game engine that he has developed here. I know it's based a lot on the History Maker engine, and that probably has a lot to do with it. Um, but I think he's done a really nice job of capturing football. So Fast Drive Football... Uh, makes it to number two on my list. It had 41 total plays for this year. So you can see the big jump from number three to number two. And finally, we get to number one, and this should come as no surprise to anybody who listens to the podcast. History Maker Baseball checks in at number one. Uh, the main project for me this year was the 1977 Yankees replay. Total count for History Maker Baseball is 179 gaming sessions. Now, yeah, again, this is the number one game for me. It's the game I'm going to always go to more often than not. In full honesty, like I've started tracking on my gaming log back on September 1st of 2020. And since I've done that, I've been able to complete 1,929 gaming sessions. More than 25% of those are History Maker Baseball. In that time, I've played 517 sessions with it. There are people who play games a lot more in, than I do, but um, this is the one that dominates my play. And even this year, it had almost a third of my total plays for the year. 623 total gaming sessions, 179 of them going to History Maker Baseball. So it was, you know, almost about a third. Um, it's my, it's the game that in my planning is always at the top of the list. It's the always on game. It's not baseball. That's always on it's history maker baseball. That's always on. 
And I just kicked off the 1969 Mets season. And the one thing that I was really missing from the 77 uh, Yankees, because I decided to go with as-played lineups and use digital time in baseball, which was great. It worked out really well. But what I was missing was one of the best elements of History Maker Baseball, which is you know using the game day charts. And for this new project, I'm, I'm going to use the game day charts for the Mets. I'm going to kind of take this approach of um, always allowing the visiting team to just put their best lineup up against me, and they'll always get to use their top starters, you know, in each of the games, um, you know, in rotation, but they'll always have them available for the start that they're doing against me. But my team is going to be able to utilize the game day charts a little bit more, and, and we'll see what that does for me for better or for worse. Um, but, yeah. A huge jump, oh, you know, more than four times as many games played of History Maker Baseball than any other game on this list. And it checks in at number one for me and probably will for years to come because it just is, for me, that number one game. And that's this year's list. So you heard it, the, six, the top 63 games of 2023. I was able to get a lot of games on the table this year. I don't know if next year's list will be as extensive because uh, that was definitely the effort this year was to see how many games I could get on the table. Um, and, you know, because it's only December 10th and I will probably have sessions that are going to still get completed this year, but I did this based on the past 365 days. So I went back to like December 10th of last year and said, all right, like anything I did in late December last year, let's include it in this year's list. So, um, but I think for me, it's the best way for me to go about doing this, these lists is to just say it's based on how many times I play. So will your list be the same? Certainly not. And and I think you can challenge any of the rankings here, but just understand that it's first and foremost based on how many times am I even playing the game. So some of these games that are lower on the list are probably really good games, and they just didn't make it to my table a lot this year. But that could change next year. And that's what's going to be really fun to see. All right, let's come back and wrap up this episode. And that's a wrap on this week's episode. It's a lengthy one, but there was a lot of games to cover this year. Loved some of the new games this year. Uh, some of the ones that were really low on this list that I just know next year are going to jump up next year and be a bigger part of what I do. Um, certainly ones that I plan on doing some projects around. But not surprised by some of the games that were kind of mainstays at the top of this list and will always be, you know, probably there towards the top of this list, including the number one game, History Maker Baseball. So... Uh, no surprises to me there at all. And everybody's got their favorite games. Everybody probably has those games that are just go-tos for them. And, and you should. You should make those your priority. And this is what this episode's about, is just like what my priorities were for this past year. Heavily influenced by the ones that I decided to do projects around. But as I said at the start, the reason I'm doing projects with them is because I want to get those games on the table. So... You know, it kind of goes both ways there. Uh, but 2023 was a great year. And here's what's coming next week. Next week, we're going to talk specifically a 
about a 2023 retrospective. So we're going to uh, go to my retrospective. I usually like to do it the last week of the year, but um, I had one more interview to do this year, and we're going to have that for you later this year too. Uh, so a quick preview is retrospective next week, just a little bit early because I wanted to make sure we got one more interview in and um, we'll have that for you in the final week of 2023 as this year comes to a close here. Uh, again, if you'd like to help support the podcast, uh, making the request, it's patreon.com backslash tabletop sportcast. I only got the one level right now. I'm thinking about introducing a new patron level next year, but honestly, I don't know if I will. But one level, it's $1 a month if you want to help support the podcast. I do four episodes a month. That works out to about 25 cents per episode. And, you know, I don't really try to take in any other revenue for this. Um, It's really just through the support of Patreons or patrons. And... I do try to post some content there. It's again something I'm always trying to focus in on is to figure out like how to get more content on there, uh, specifically for patrons who are helping to support. But um, it's really about supporting this podcast and and everything we can do here. So uh, head on over to patreon patreon dot com backslash tabletop sportcast if you'd like to help support the podcast with just one dollar a month. If you would like to check out what I'm doing on my tabletop, head on over to facebook.com backslash tabletop sportcast. Uh, try to post a few times a week, if not every day. Um, trying to think a little bit about what those that content will look like next year too. So more to come there. And finally, if you would like to send me an email, it's tabletopsportcast at gmail.com and you've got questions that's a way to ask them you've got show ideas that's a great way to let me know about them and i could always use some help thinking about some of those and if you want to tell me about your latest project that's a great way to do that too so um instant message me on facebook send me an email whatever it takes right love to hear about your projects too so Uh, More to come on some of those, and that's basically it. So this is a wrap on the top 20, top games of 2023. We covered 63 in total that were sports games. So hope you enjoyed it. Look forward to talking to you next week, and until then, thanks for listening.